0: Welcome to the True Face Podcast. And we have a special welcome to the co founder of True Face, Janet McNichol on the podcast for Whoa. the first time.
1: First time. Yeah. It's about time. Twenty one yeah. years. Uh-huh. I mean. And gosh. strangely enough, Grace Thrall was in here,
0: just stopped in with her daughter right before Janet. That typically doesn't happen. That's that right. we just have an influx of co founders that are, you know, and we could have pulled her into the podcast. That's right. It was so funny. Grace and her daughter Joy walked in and they were so matchy, matchy, right down to their necklaces. I made fun of them so much. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. That's Joy was like, I only brought one outfit. Mom could have changed. It was good. So that is excellent. (laughs) We're excited that Janet, thanks for joining us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so good. And, and I appreciate that you, like the other co authors, had so much to contribute. Uh, in in spaces within this book, the Kieran parents that would not have been there True if real. if you had not been a part of that team, mm-hmm. they had not been a part of that team. So it is really encouraging to have you talk to one of those areas today that um, we know is foundational, and we know could have been overlooked. Yeah. Uh, it, it could have been an oversight on our part, apart from your conversation to us. So, David's going to read. I know last week you were in page 58, but because Janet's here, we can- Or hop around. We can hop around to yeah. page 44. I got a
0: great email today, actually, just thanking us for the Cure in Parents and saying how uh, she'd read it over spring break and how it made her laugh and made her cry and it was great. But, hey, can you give me like an outline for these podcasts to go along with the book? And I was like, uh. <laughs> No. Shoot. Uh, But this is part of why. (laughs) Um, So keep sending in those encouragements, but also how can we improve? I keep a list. I don't do anything with them, it seems, but one day. One day I will. And uh we're just going to keep going. But yeah, this week we start on page 44 and I'll read it. And then maybe at the end of it I'll actually write down what we did for you. Uh. (laughs) So um, some of us are parenting children who do not yet know Jesus. We can parent now in the hope of them becoming believers. Anyone created in the image of God responds best when they are treated with genuine love and respect. God's image in every child calls out for these two hallmarks of dignity, love and respect. When parents respect their children and siblings respect each other, no matter how young they are, a family nurtures the beginnings and the foundations of trust and health.
1: I love that paragraph, and it's the word respect that you so championed during the writing of this book. And I get why from our three children and grandchildren. uh, But what caused you early on uh, in your life to have such uh, conviction about about respect? Why did you, where did you get that?
2: I got that from early on in our family.
1: Your family of origin. My family of origin.
2: Uh, I became aware of it more when, as a family, our habit would be to sit at the table for evening meals. And there was a preset program in some ways where each one of us would get a chance to talk about our day Hmm. and talk about what happened during that day. And everyone had to listen to each person, no matter how short or how long. And everyone had to look at that person and take part in the conversation. So it began very subtly for me and my understanding of how important it was to hear some hear each person look at each person and not interrupt that person while they're talking and that was the beginning of how i understood respecting each other around the dinner table
1: it's it's interesting uh, i remember the first dinner that i ever had with your family on the ranch there, uh, in Colorado. And that is exactly what happened at dinner that night. I remember listening to one of your sisters, Ruthie, coming back from having been at a racetrack. And I'm thinking, wow, this is, this is a diverse family because some of the family was out shooting guns that day. They were at a racetrack. They were taking care of the ranch, all kinds of things. But everybody was giving attention to each other. And which is one definition of respect is the act of giving particular attention to another person um, later you came you came to understand it from a standpoint of how God had made us I mean, you grew up with this particular attention being given, but you then you began to think about how did God make us, and that had a role too in how you think about respect,
2: right. I think that all of us, whether we know Jesus or not, have this God-given trait in us because we were all created in the image of God, to crave respect and dignity. And if it is nurtured in a family, especially with young children— then, as they grow older, when they go through all the changes of adolescence and being a teenager, if they have already had the foundation of being seen, being heard, being respected, being valued in that way, that they will in turn learn how to, even though it's bumpy a bumpy road to Give respect to the people around them, starting with the family unit. Hmm. also, I remember very clearly, without question, my dad teaching us that we were we respected our mother, uh, no matter what <laughs> and it was enforced in many creative ways, and that helped me learn. That he valued my mom and the things that she said were that the things she said were very important, and he mm-hmm. would even stop and listen too mm-hmm. that gave me a clear view of his value for her, and that he respected her and and so we needed to respect her also and it, that was another way respect was really. Drilled into me as a young yeah, that's girl. Great.
1: I like that, and that should go both ways with both spouses, because I I want to be respected. <laughs> you know, okay. um, I think, um, and David, you can answer on this question too. But I think about how this has affected the way you watch and give attention to your own children, and since David, you you know our children mm-hmm. um, uh, pretty well, and yeah. so you. You may have seen ways that this has happened. I see ways um, that you have given respect, speaking of creatively, in many different ways. Mm. Um, I don't know if anything comes to mind. Yeah, I think that
0: when you're taught to respect people, it really gives you a leg up on how you might love people who you otherwise wouldn't get along with or you might not agree with. Um, Respect is that, that kind of foothold in maybe i don't but how do you get a way? leg
1: up and a foothold at the same time that's well, that's what's tricky yeah it's right. like
0: a climber who's real flexible and they're <laughs> okay. ambidextrous i got you that's what it's from that's, childhood that's you probably know? where, where that came gymnast from. Yeah. and cross that over with okay
1: yeah. with mountain climbing it's true uh, yeah rock yeah. climbing yeah. <laughs> yeah, <good. laughs> okay that see you learn things all the time yeah, if you didn't think
0: I was going to have an answer to that, and of course I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it gives you an ability to know that, you know, Jesus doesn't agree with everything we do. He sure loves us. Hmm. And he respects us, I think. It's that sense of... He he created us with so much dignity and we go out of our way to, you know, debase that. And he's like, no, I'm not going to agree with that. I'm going to yeah. die so that I can give that back. Yeah. And you watch people who don't have that sense. I think can't believe how much I've grown in that. Um Yeah, people, people have dignity no matter what they do to get rid of it or try to get rid of it. Jesus is saying, no, no, you've got it. That's you, it. You've lost it for a bit. And, right. and growing up with a sense of knowing that that's true about everyone, regardless of behavior, Yes, it allows you to remind people of what's true for you, which is my dignity is based on Jesus, however good I am or however yeah. bad I am. And that goes back to the core of the gospel. That's so right. respect is is key to knowing how to love people the way that God loves us, right. which is delightedly. Right.
1: You, you, and those statements, remind me of something that... Uh, Well, Janet was talking about very young and Mm -hmm. it was Jesus who put little kids on his knee. You know, it was Jesus who was watching them and giving them esteem when they were two years old. Right. uh, Jesus does give dignity to us, no matter our age and no matter how we mess up.
0: That's why I'm I love it when we talk about these are people. The fact that they are children is a designation of their age, but they are a full person. That's right. With full personality, with full character. And those things are going to be developed. Yeah. But uh, Jesus saw them as people of dignity who happened to be children. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that about
1: it. And so many people in various cultures devalue children. And we can in our families as well. And it reminds me of ways in which, you know, I have some answers to this question. Janet, but how did you give dignity or respect to your children?
2: I started very early, even when there are babies, to respond to them when they would cry or coo or gurgle or laugh to make a sound back to them. And then as they got older, I would try to always acknowledge them when they tried to communicate with me and not ignore that so that they could get an idea that they were being heard and seen. And then as they got older, that just continued in age-appropriate kind of conversations with them. But I always tried to make sure they knew that they had at least most of my attention (laughs) and that... I was responding back to them, and that I saw them and this this doesn't always turn out perfectly mm-hmm. and can and you 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 know you screw up on it, but mm-hmm. if you teach your children that they are being seen and heard, and that you are ready to respond back to them, then they start feeling their value and their dignity as a little person mm.
1: and and then what i see is they give value dignity respect to other people and i i think another way you did that was that you honored their boundaries as well like you didn't barge into their room you you would always say i i will knock and i uh, i don't just because i'm the parent and you're the little child i don't have just any access I can give you dignity by giving you boundaries.
2: Right. Right. And just the act of them realizing that we as parents saw them helped their self-esteem to grow and develop. Yeah. And that was huge, I think, in their growing up to have a a pretty healthy view of themselves.
1: There's one other thing I saw you do, and I want to close with this. It's from Joseph Grenny, who says the health of a relationship, could be a family, team or organization is best measured by the average lag time between identifying and discussing problems. (laughs) This is an issue of respect and dignity. And I saw you many times move toward the identification of an issue and not just let it accumulate. But with love, with dignity, with boundary, you addressed those issues in timely ways. And that was something I didn't know when we got married. And you showed me that scores and scores of times. The health of a relationship, team, or organization is best measured by the average time lag between identifying and discussing problems. That is respect and dignity. It's really great to have you here. Oh, mm-hmm. It's
2: it's, been, it's very sweet. And I know that Bill and John are fishing this week. <laughs>
1: yes, indeed, they are fishing. They're conquering rivers uh, somewhere. Guarantee they don't catch a fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without a guide. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see you next week.